Hey there, sister friends. Shar Nissa here. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, anybody. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yeah, I grew up with that type of carrying on in church. And everybody would clap, stand on their feet, lift their hands, and praise the Lord. Growing up in church can be amazing. Oh my gosh, it can root you, it can give you a great foundation, and boy, 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 you can have a lot of laughs. I'm going to share on this episode how it was growing up in church and how it really affected me as a young lady and now as a full adult. And some of you, yeah, we kind of have similar stories. I am so excited to share how I really really, really start going to church at 13 because I wasn't a pew baby. Listen, ladies, sit back, relax, turn up your volume, grab you some tea or some coffee. We are going to chat about growing up in church and why our children need Jesus. Why they need to grow up in church. It will make a world of difference. I love being a girl. Podcast number eight. This is Sharnissa. Let's chat. Hello, welcome to the I Love Being a Girl podcast with your host, Sharnissa Washington. Hi there, sister friends. Thanks for joining me. Sharnissa is here with podcast number eight, and I'm really excited about this podcast because I get to share my testimony of how I found Jesus. I found him, y'all. I found him at 13. And while some people are pew babies, and I don't take that from them, I think that's amazing. That wasn't me. No, 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 no. Not at all. Listen, uh, my grandmother used to take us to church, my brother and I, occasionally. Sometimes we would sing. Sometimes I would usher. Um, Being this little girl, about 10 years old at times, just going to church every now and then with my grandmother. Um, But it wasn't until 13 that I really got into church. Like, really. Um, Because before it was like a hit or miss. Every now and then. Um, But at 13, my life completely changed. And listen, y'all, I did not know anything about Jesus. I didn't know anything about salvation because at 13 years old, I wanted to own a club. Okay. I wanted to own a club. I loved R&B music. Like I knew every SWV song. Jodeci was like number one on the top of my list. And I was old school. So I still loved Anita Baker and Luther Vandross. Like all that music. I love that. Like Sade. Oh, oh my gosh. I was like this old 12-year-old soul that had a love for 80s R&B and 90s R&B. And you just weren't going to take that away from me because I was going to own a club. I was going to dance. And yeah, that was what I wanted to do. Something happened. Yep. God has a way of getting your attention at any age, I'll say. For me, it was 13. Um, My testimony is at 13 years old, my mother felt ill and she did not know um, the cause of her sickness. She had been to several doctors and they just didn't know how to properly diagnose her. And I remember uh, my mom came to my brother and I 
and said, listen, I know that I did not raise you all in church. I know that we do not go to church, but I'm going to church. I've been to so many doctors. I'm sick and I'm turning to Jesus. And I remember being 13 years old thinking, what? Like my mom's going to church because my mom wasn't a clubber. Don't get me wrong, but I know that she will sometimes maybe go with her friends to a bar, maybe get a drink. I knew that that was her style of living casually, just hanging out. You know, bars were like big in the nineties, right? Right. Like just hanging out at a bar, listening to the jukebox. Um, And so I knew that's what my mom did. I know she smoked. I know she drank. And I know she was just like this chill lady. So for her to say she was going to church was a big surprise. But like most children, I wanted to do what my mom did. So she actually gave my brother and I a choice. I remember her looking at us and saying, if you want to go with me, you can. You don't have to because I'm not raising you all to go to church, but I'm going. Well, me being a young lady, me being her daughter, I followed my mom. I remember 13 years old. um, It was the month of May and stepping into um, it was called Christian Liberty Missionary Baptist Church. Now, y'all catch this. It was a Baptist church that had this apostolic teaching teaching, apostolic Pentecostal feel. They believed in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They believed in speaking in tongues. They were very charismatic. They believed in the gift of prophecy, the the gift of healing. Um, Just at the core, it was an apostolic Pentecostal church, which was something that was completely different to me. Um, because the church that I would visit with my grandmother was missionary Baptist to the core. But I remember stepping into this Baptist church and hearing music and, and feeling this presence. And, and I remember the pastor getting up and preaching a message about repentance. I didn't even know what repentance was. I've never heard of the word repentance, this presence of, of God that I felt I've, I maybe felt it once in my life, but this time it was an overwhelming presence that I could not control. When the pastor preached, um, I remember walking. He said, if, if you want to give your life to God, come to the front. I did not even feel myself get up. Okay. I was sitting in the very last row of the church. And then there was ushers behind me. I do not even remember moving my legs. I just remember I found myself at the front of the church. I listened to the message and he did an altar call. I've never experienced an altar call ever ever in my life. But at the altar, there were mothers of the church, like old school mothers that were, listen, y'all working with me. When I say working, this is like old school, maybe to some people, but I mean, it was like, come on, baby. Like they were in my ear, like, come on, tell the Lord. Thank you. God want to do something for you. Yes. That's it. Let, let the tears fall. Oh yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I can hear that them in my ear. And so it's like, they were kind of coaching you, pushing you to, to just stay in the presence of God. And I remember, Oh my gosh. Oh, it's like yesterday. I remember hearing, oh, taste and see that I'm good. Now, I've never heard that scripture in my life. I didn't even know there was a scripture until after church was over with and I was reading my Bible months later. But the whole, the entire time that I'm at the altar, I can hear, oh, taste and see that I'm good. And I was just thanking God, this, this presence that I've never felt, this, this power. It was a peace. It was a joy. It was love. It was sweetness all wrapped up in this amazing presence of Jesus. And I knew that day 
from the message. Repent. And if you want to be safe, I wanted to be safe. I didn't even know what being saved was. I didn't know what all that I had to do, but I knew that the presence that I felt, I want, hallelujah, I still get excited. I want to feel that for the rest of my life. I wanted that peace and that joy and that sweetness and that love that was all wrapped up in the, in the presence of Jesus. I wanted that. I wanted to carry that to school. I wanted to carry it home. I wanted that. And that is the year that I gave my life to Jesus. 13 years old, I decided to make the choice to be safe. Now, I am maybe like some people that's been in church. I wasn't in and out. At 13, when I got saved, I stayed. Now, I'm going to be honest. There were times where I was like, Lord, these church people do too much. But I stayed. There were times that I felt like, oh gosh, I'm a teenager and I'm the only one. It's only a couple of us here being saved. But I held on because I I fell in love with God. And I wanted to stay connected with him, even if it meant that other people may not be around. Even if it meant that at times I would be hurt in church. Let's be honest. Look, look, look. If anybody want to talk about church hurt, it can be people that's been in church for years. Even if I was hurt or even if I was disappointed in some people because of the grace of God. Y'all hear me? Not because of me, but because of God's grace. I said, Lord, I want to hold on because I want to hold on to you. And growing up in church, I don't know about y'all, it was amazing. I remember having the old time prayer meets. Now listen, y'all, I I went to a missionary Baptist church that had apostolic preacher, apostolic teaching, and then our church branched off and became another church and it was larger and it became Faithful Mission Pentecostal Church. So we really had the Pentecostal name now. Um, but I remember from 13 all the way up to to 20 something years old going to all night prayer meets growing up in church we had to go to prayer it was a must and prayer wasn't like an hour prayer was like five hours and I'm not exaggerating I know if some people that grew up with me are listening to this podcast they'll be like yes mother smith mother Nina Smith if you don't know her she is someone who you want to know and you want to pray with you if you could just meet this woman of God mother Nina Smith um um, amazing woman still she and her husband um eddie bishop eddie smith who i grew up under who i consider my spiritual parents they kept me at the altar now now sometime when i didn't want to come to the altar we had prayer okay well what time do you want me to pick you up it wasn't even an option if you want to go I'm just telling you I'm picking you up and you need to be ready but but I remember going into prayer at 7 p.m and many times getting out of prayer at 12 a.m and we would just sit and pray in the presence of God and just allow God to minister to us and we believed in purging I know some churches have gotten away from that But y'all, at the end of the day, if you ever hear me minister, if you ever hear me preach, I still believe in purging. I still believe in casting out spirits and people being free and people being delivered. Come on. I grew up under that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I believe saints still have to purge to be free and heal and deliver. Oh, yes, I still believe in that. But, But we grew up drinking oil. We grew up putting oil on our heads. Come on. We, we grew up. I, I grew up. I was 
say that with the head of uh, uh, being anointed before I went to school. I mean, I was 13 years old be, uh, putting putting myself on three day fast. I remember being in high school and God, God giving me friends that were saved and people would look at us like, look at these church girls. Because at that time I didn't wear pants. We grew up and we were like, our pastor taught us like, no, we know women didn't wear pants. That was the custom then, um, for our ministry. And so we didn't wear pants. So it was a group of us that just wore our little sanctified skirts. (laughs) And we will fast. We were like teenagers, 14 and 15 on three day fast. We were doing like 21 day no meat fast. And, and a lot of times our churches didn't even call for the fast. We were just these young evangelists that loved Jesus. And we were like, listen, we want to be saved. So y'all, how many people want to go on a seven day fast? Who want to go on a three day fast with no food? And we would do like, I was a teenager fasted, like completely sold out to Jesus. And just, it gave me a great foundation. And I know for sure that, that growing up as a child in church, growing up as a teenager, you know, it's a lot of going to church. I understand that for any teenagers that's in church now, but for me, it gave me a great foundation in church and it wasn't any putting on, no, my pastors and them did not play that. It wasn't no fronting. It wasn't no faking. No, 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 baby. You had to be real. So, so (laughs) I grew up. Um, having these these deep conversations before we had prayer like we would talk like the mothers of the church was ask us like what's going on what do you need God to do for you and they would say be honest so so I'm a teenager like uh, I have an attitude problem uh I struggling with this uh I want God to do this for me uh yeah I don't think this person likes me how should I deal with this I mean real conversations I remember being a teenager thinking oh I can't wait to be a church church mother I just thought their jobs were amazing like how many of y'all like really love church mothers? I'm talking about them old school church mothers that will tell you the truth and that will love you and pray for you and correct you. And you just can't help but love them like those church mothers. I had the opportunity to grow up with those women. And after our very intimate and deep conversations, they would just walk us through prayer and just pray with us. And then um, many of times we would just sit and we would just, I would, when I say we, I keep saying we referring to we, because there were always, there was a number of us in prayer, a number of young people that grew up with me. Um, But I, I just, I just remember being in the presence of God. And then after I would get done praying, how they would pray and how they would just linger and they they would travail in the spirit and how they would speak in another language and allow God to minister to them and how they would get up and just be obedient and operate in the spirit. If God told them to lay their hands on someone, if, if God told them to hug someone. And I remember just chains being broken and healing and deliverance taking place um, because they had just this, this amazing touch in the spirit. Now they may have been a little illiterate. They may not have, you know, subject verb agreements. They subject verb agreements may be, may have been a little bit off. You know, they may not be per, they may have not been perfect women 
but but for me they were perfect they were perfect examples at that age just what I needed and if you see me operate today in ministry there are just some some mannerisms and there's some habits that I just picked up from them like I can hug somebody y'all and I can hug you until Jesus just come and just sit right between us and that's from that is the benefit of growing up in church don't let anyone take that away from you listen women if you are a, a fully grown woman and you, and people like you still so old school hold on to that there is nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong for just a grace and an ability to operate in the spirits that some of our older saints hallelujah did how great is that i mean we saw miracles we saw signs that was manifested through their life i mean i've seen women that were so sold out to jesus that people that were drunk will come into church and they would lay their hands and sober up in a second what people that had demons and they will just be sitting in service and almost just traumatized like that is the word like completely out of themselves they will just open up their mouths and the spirit will have to become subject to the spirit of God that was in these women I grew up under that and so to be able to operate in what I saw and for us and when I'm when I'm saying us I'm talking to whoever listened to this podcast for us for you to be operating operating that same grace and those same gifts Come on here. What an honor. What a privilege. Even Paul told Timothy, he says, don't, don't neglect, don't, don't, don't neglect, don't forsake those gifts that were, that were given to you by the laying of hands from your mother and your grandmother. Come on. They prayed for you. Those gifts. What? I believe in that. I believe in the passing down of gifts. I mean, the transfer of anointing, the the transfer of the ability. I believe. Listen, I am a believer of that. You are always a product of the ministry that you're under. I'll say that again. If your if your ministry is if a, is a prophetic ministry, then then typically you will be prophet prophet prophetic. <laughs> Help me here in that type of ministry. Usually if your ministry is a praying ministry and they pray and they travail and, and you get that type of training, then you will do that because that's the ministry you're under. So please don't, don't take it lightly. We want that. We want that transfer. We want those gifts to be operated so that we can see how they operate. We, we want to be like Timothy. Paul said, no, don't forget your grandma and your mom and them. They, they listen. Listen, they, they, that gift, come on. They was praying for you at a certain time and you have that gift because of them. So let's be grateful. I will not take it for granted for growing up old school ministry. Um, um, I, I love that I have the ability. I've had the ability to live in three different States and a now another country to date. And I can honestly say, you know, every time I went to a different church, the culture of the church was different. I, I can honestly say that I lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We were like no pants when I was younger, um, like small earrings. Um, you bet not have no color hair, you know, blush, you know, things are different now. Times has changed, but I grew up like that. And then moving to Nashville, I saw saints that wore pants and I was like, 
saints were pants and they were anointed and they loved Jesus. So I saw saints in another light. Um, um, it, it was a, just a different type of ministry with a younger pastor, a younger congregation. And so, you know, the, the, it's, it's different. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I, I've experienced it. Not what I saw y'all. I mean, I literally lived in Nashville. I was literally, literally very active in this ministry. Amazing. I mean, people loved God. I mean, I Nashville, um, um, the church in Nashville, uh, Bishop Matthews, Fred Matthews, amazing ministry. I was there about five years ago, maybe five, five years ago when I lived in Nashville. And then I moved to Atlanta and had an experience to, to, to see ministry in Atlanta, completely different. But, but just to see how every city was different, every church was different, but still knowing that these people loved God, still knowing that the word of God was still preached, still knowing that souls were being saved and delivered three different churches, three different States, one God. And I saw myself trans transform from, you know, from different cultures. It's because I was in a different ministry, but one thing that I love that did not change was my foundation. Now, yes, my style of clothing may have changed. I cannot have gone to church in Atlanta dressing the way that I was dressing in Nashville, completely different. Like the culture is different. I could not have gone to, um, um, church in Milwaukee with just the style that I may have living in where I am now, the middle East, the culture is completely different. The teaching is not completely different, but just the culture of the church is different. Same God, same preaching. Like I'm in the middle East, y'all, the pastor that I'm under now, y'all. I mean, when I tell you the man of God preach about sin, I'm looking like I'm always, you, you better preach about sin. I mean, preach about sin, preach about obedience, challenge us. The church was just on a 21 day fast. The preaching, the, the, the message is the same. I love it. The method and the cultures are different. But one thing that no one can take away from me is the foundation that I had because I grew up in church. That is, that is completely, that is completely the same. The love that I have for God, the relationship that started at 13, the way that I pray, the way that I, the way that I worship, how I have different disciplines and, 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 and just understanding what it means to really walk in relationship with God, not just in relationship with church and church people, but to really walk and have a relationship with God. No one can take that away. I can live in six different countries if God chooses that for my life. I can. But I know because I gave my life to God and I grew up in church, I have a foundation that cannot be taken away. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. And and I just want to encourage who, who, whomever is listening to this podcast, this particular podcast. I don't care if people call you spooky. <laughs> I don't care if people call you weird. I don't care if people say you outdated. Growing up in church, seeing some things that we've seen, experiencing some things that we've seen, we we are like a bridge because we understand the old school, but we also understand the new school. And I love that. I love that I I I can really go in by the grace of God and minister to to millennials, minister in, in churches where people may not 
be dressed like they dress in traditional churches um, back in the United States. You know, people may have on pants, they may have tattoos, they may have um, long beards, they may, you know, they may have an earring in their nose. I'm in another country and women love Jesus and they have, because of their culture, they have earrings in their nose. There's Indian women with maybe marks in their forehead. They gave up Hinduism to be a Christian. I, I can be just to be able to go into different ministries where people are white people, Hispanic people and be able to minister, but then still be able to minister in a traditional church where people maybe, maybe cover their head. Maybe they don't wear makeup. Maybe they don't wear pants. Maybe they don't wear earrings that, that you're able to cross a bridge because you're able to go to both and you're able to minister this one Jesus to two groups of people that they both love Jesus. They just have different disciplines. What a great foundation. One is not better than the other. We don't, we don't put one at a greater status than the other. It's just that they're different. (laughs) But the great thing is there's just one church. It's just one church, one, one. And I love that. So if you, if you are, um, just that person like me that grew up in church and you just like, man, I'm so old school. It's fine because you old school and you new school <laughs> and you bring something that's amazing to this world right now. You bring disciplines, you bring foundation, you bring a love, you bring a patience. And if you're anything like me being in church at 13 and not growing up in church young, you understand what it is or how it is for people to come in from the street. Remember, y'all, I didn't get into church until I was 13. So when I was coming to church, they were the girls were coming in skirts and I was coming with like my guests. Y'all remember guest jeans? I was coming with my guest jeans on my overalls, you know, my MC Hammer outfits when they were back in the day. Because all I knew was I wanted to come, but I didn't know anything about all the disciplines and all of the practices that they had. I just, I just look, I just want to be saved. And little by little, you know, things begin to change about maybe my outer appearance little by little because I wanted to be in formation with the rules of the church. But I knew what it was to come from the street. Look, please. All y'all who who came straight from who rat Donna Hood parents whatever, and you come in there, you know you have a patience for people that come from the street. You have another patience for them, and you understand where they're coming from. It was us, some of us. It was us. And what did the church do? They loved on us. <laughs> they did. Now some people, if they were judging, I didn't know. The people that loves me, they love me so much. I didn't even hear the people that was judging until later on, of course. That that just comes with church, sadly. Oh, that comes with anything, sadly. But those, I heard love and peace more than I heard anything else. So, if you grew up in church, be that for somebody else. I'm going to say that again. Be that for someone else. Be that love. Be that peace. Be the patience that they need until they can get to a certain point. All right? You have something that other people don't have. And share it. 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 All right? 
Ah, thank y'all for listening to this podcast. I just love church. I do. I do. I love God and I love God's people. Hey, stay connected with me on Instagram. Stay connected with me on Facebook and mm, got a little something coming up and I cannot wait to share. Also, beginning on Monday, February 25th is the start of our 21 days of prayer and devote. Over the next 21 days, beginning on the 25th, join me in reading the entire book of John, one chapter a day, and then set aside 21 minutes to lay at the feet of Jesus. Now I am turning off my phone. I'm not going to mute it. I'm not going to flip it over. I'm going to physically turn it off and put it away. And I'm going to just sit and pray and read. And I would love for you to do the same. Okay. Join me in that. Join me in that. Let's just quiet everything around us. And for the 21 days, listen to what God is saying. You know, sometimes in prayer, the Lord doesn't really want us to talk. He just wants us to be quiet and listen. I've had times where God was just saying, sure, and just open up my mouth and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I will go on for minutes or sometimes for an hour just saying, yes, Lord. And him just speaking to me concerning the next chapter of my life, concerning the next step concerning what he wanted to do in my spirit. And, and it's just amazing. It's refreshing. It's sweet. Maybe God wants you to do that. But for the next 21 days, please join me. And every Friday on Facebook Live, I am going to go ahead and go live in prayer. And I'm going to give a devotional. I would love for you to be involved. Go to www.imsharnissa.com. Just hit my mailing list and you will be involved in every day. Yep, I'm going to send you a word of encouragement. I know that we can do this alone, but it's so much better when we do it together. It just reminds me um, in the book of Acts when the church first started, how they met daily. They prayed daily because that community of people was so important. You know, when there's community and you're doing something, then you can build. When you're solo, you can't really build. But when there's people together, you can build. Whether you're building in your life, your character, you're building in your ministry, you're building in your finances. I don't know. God has he's multifaceted so you can build in so many different things so join me over the next 21 days i would love for you to be a part all right i truly 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 thank you all for being on this episode of the i love being a girl podcast i am praying for you um let me actually go into a word of prayer father we thank you for your mercy and your grace you are such a great god thank you for all of these women that are joined on today lord i just pray god that you would just continue to pour into their lives in this season lord i feel that you are saying less of material things less of things that you want and more of things in the spirit Father, I pray, God, over the next 21 days that you will build build us up, God, in the spirit, God, in the name of Jesus. Anything, God, that is distracting us, any worries, any hurt, any pain, I pray, God, that you will heal, 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 heal the mind, heal the heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus. There are private things that women and men are going through. And sometimes, God, no one can understand. Sometimes they don't feel comfortable to share. But Lord, during these 21 days, I pray God that they will come to your feet and God, and they will share with you and that you would then speak to them. God, we are seeking God, a communion with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you right now for what you are going to do through us, for us. And God, I give you praise and honor. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Love you all. Have a great day.
Thank you for joining the I Love Baby Girl podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend.